0: You get uncomfortable right now, but what's the big picture? And if that's yeah. what you want to work towards, then what's five more miles? Just do it. That's why it's hard to get these
1: big goals because we need to get so uncomfortable and just do something, sacrifice, even though we just want to like, oh, I just want to do not want to do it. Right? But you do it anyways, because you want the goal. Achievement call, we want to hear from those athletes who we just raced, so we can learn from them. Those athletes will share bad and good things that they've learned during their recent race. I will have Amy. Her previous personal record was around 4 hours and 30 minutes of full marathon. That was last year only. She just started running 2018, and then she did the Surf City full marathon last year. She got 4.30. Fast, fast forward, suddenly, you know, okay, let's aim for Surf City again, which is a couple weekends ago. Amazingly, she broke the four hours the first time, and her time was 3.56, correct me if I'm wrong. And I would like to hear from Amy of what are the top two bad and good things that she learned from the race. Amy also finished her Ironman Florida. She was one of the speakers there. That's another story, but let's have Amy. Okay, so
2: at Surf City, we had about, I think it was eight weeks to train for that after Ironman Florida, specifically on the run. And the two things that I kind of noted that worked out well for me was. I'm kind of ramping up to ultra marathons, so I've been trying to train uh, with carrying my own fuel and hydration. So I have a pack that I've been training with to try and get used to carrying everything. It's also a way that I can control and know exactly how much I have because when you're in these races, you stop at the aid stations and you have a spilling cup of this and that and you don't know exactly how much you're taking and when and then i can also control when i can have my hydration i started changing my fuel but i didn't do it before this race so i stuck with what i was using before using the cliff shots and the cliff blocks and then i had the hydration pack in the back and i also had a small flask of electrolyte with the low sugar gatorade but the timing that i had per 30 minutes for fuel and hydration on the opposite 15 minutes Um, worked out well for me. I was able to know exactly what timing I was taking things and how much. And then after the race, I know then whether it worked right or it worked wrong. And overall, I think that it worked pretty good. I had some issues towards the end with cramping. So I did take extra nutrition with me so i had a couple rx bars to get that feel of solid food so i opened those and i had bites in my mouth and i just kind of like chewed and stuff every once in a while so i had extra things on me even though i'd calculated out how much i needed for the whole race to make sure that you know in case something mishaps that something that take my mind off things the second thing and it kind of ties into it with the nutrition and the hydration was our training plan that shang came up with based on the results of my uh, interval training where to target at what paces and everything like that having that training plan ahead of time and having that in the back of my mind of what i needed to shoot for at each you know at the first 13 miles i want to be at this pace and at the next seven miles be at this pace, and then to finish the race, you know, where do I want to be? Well, the plan was there. The cramping came up at about after the halfway mark, and I wasn't able to follow the plan exactly, but at least I knew if everything went well, where I needed to be, and then if I wasn't able to do it, then I kind of knew where I would end up being. It's not a shot in the dark of exactly, well, where am I? Where am I gonna end up with my timing? On the bad things, one thing that i kind of messed up at the beginning was i was trying to line up for the start and they had three tiers of starts and i was kept looking for the pacing group of 345 or 355 somewhere in there and i never did find them but they i didn't realize that they set off three different starts Mm. so the elites at like sub three hours then the the people sub four hours and then the people a, you know that's going to be like five and over well i ended up in the third tier now it's not to say that i can't because they left like a few minutes between each so it's a stagnant start at those three stops so the third tier when i took off the problem was is that i had to pass all a big group of people in order to get to where i needed to be and those people if you looked at the paces they were going they were going to go they were going way too fast to actually finish when they where they knew they were going to finish so everything was kind of off for me at the beginning for the first mile or so so that's one thing that i i messed up and i should have figured that out sooner and then the of course the cramps that i mentioned the one question i have in my mind the long open water that i did the day before in cold water whether that had anything
1: to do with affecting me for the race the cramping If you look at the Feisty Fox Drive, and I've discussed it several times, cramping is not just nutrition-related. And I asked for a tissue massage, (laughs) okay? So you were tight already. That affected it. Possibly the open-water swim. If it's an easy one, it's actually good. It shouldn't affect it, okay? Especially if you're not really exerting much more effort. Cramping is not just nutrition-related. It's... Definitely, it's one of the main reasons, but there are several reasons. There's the muscle imbalance, there's the sleep, stress, there's several. And then we can talk more, Amy. Sounds good? All right. Thank you, Amy. Congratulations again. Her Boston qualification time is actually 3.50. So I missed it by six minutes. Six minutes. But (laughs) still, with eight weeks of training, (laughs) she was, you know, like there was swim, bike, and run. And then there was low volume on November. Then there's December and January, basically, only eight weeks. And aiming for sub four, it's a push. Having it sub four hours, that's actually amazing. And what I like about Amy is that she's able to adjust expectations and she's not like, okay, well, I didn't get it, so I failed. But no, she's happy, especially because but not really happy because I'm sure <laughs> she could have gotten it right. But still, I know that sub having the sub four also with that just eight weeks and then breaking that four hours is a big achievement. Well, okay. I know that it's possible.
2: I know okay. that I still can get
1: Boston. You will later yeah. in the
2: year. Yeah. Not
1: a problem. Yeah. So. Remember, if you're qualifying for Boston, it requires a lot of focus. Although Amy could get another race but then her priority changed then there's the ultra because she already signed up for it but I know she's just like just this tiny bit and there's a learning process. Some people can get it in one shot some people there's a learning process. Okay, let's have Julie Julie's in Arizona. So Julie actually started at three around 345 just on 2018. When she started with Feisty Fox coaching, we started like November or some somewhere there, end of two thousand and eighteen. but last year she was beating her personal record every time she raced. The last one she did was Long Beach Full Marathon, which was last year, and she placed on that one this year, her personal record is three hours and twenty four minutes. based on her training, I calculated the hills, you know, where she was at last year because she's actually repeating the same course. What I know was possible was three hours and 21 minutes. When it comes to like time, it requires a lot of (laughs) nitty-picky. Every second is important. If you have to go to the restroom during the race, that affects the time already. So I'm going to have Julie share what she did because I know 321, it's possible i definitely know that we can beat the 324 unless something accident happened but she what she did was she broke the three hours 20 minutes she doesn't really need to qualify for boston because her qualification time is 350 three hours and 50 minutes so she's qualified then already uh what we're trying to qualify is for tokyo marathon or in her the qualification time that we need to beat is 3:30 okay so but she did uh 31930 so i want to know the top top bad and good things that she did during training and during the race which was actually just yesterday or saturday i think saturday saturday saturday, saturday. go ahead
0: julie hi everyone congrats amy so uh saturday was uh probably the highlight of my running i honestly just didn't expect to even break uh 320 when shang told me uh based on my training because i really didn't train with shang in december and we just resumed training in january uh in preparation for london in april and i've signed up for this race a year ago so i thought um maybe it would be too soon to do a long run as a practice race for april but uh she said to go ahead and do it anyway and she thought i could do a 321 which i thought would make me really happy. It's pretty amazing because I actually surprised myself. Um, I couldn't help it. I got so emotional when I crossed the finish, and I saw there was 319. I didn't even know what the second was, but uh, just the fact that I broke 320 was, was probably beyond what I even expected I could do ever. So that was amazing. And uh, if I think about like the top two, I would think shang you pushed me more in january than you ever have in the last probably two years because um, cool. i remember <laughs> telling my husband like oh shang's trying to kill me <laughs> but uh I, I went for it and uh i think so the top two things is um putting 100 percent in your training um no matter how difficult it can get sometimes um because if uh that's your goal and and it is my goal to be uh the best i can be and so i even though there's times that I don't feel like going out or training or especially if it's a tough uh, workout um, I push myself I look for inspiration on videos or books or whatever I need to do to get me going that day so I I would credit the top two things would be like uh, the training for sure and then um, the race strategy um, because the pacing that Shan gave me like how to run certain things. I know that she is very knowledgeable and knows what I was able to do in training. So I trusted the paces that she gave me that if she says like, hey, you can do it for this run. I know that I'm not um, overexerting myself early on and suffered the the race later. So um, it went very well. um, According to plan and actually I felt better in some some miles so when she said don't go faster than certain pace and if I felt good I just listened to my body that's also one thing and then uh, again just not to neglect the nutrition hydration for sure well I feel very blessed to be able to do what I was able to do so I credit of course shank support and my hydration nutrition I cramped but it was already after the race can you share what happened to um, nutrition
1: uh
0: Julie before you forget. oh yeah yeah so just uh nutrition i just felt like because it happened to me before so in my other races i already learned my lesson um I, it's the gatorade it's the electrolyte drink that i'm pretty good with my gels because i carry it with me so i know exactly when to take it it's just that sometimes you know when you're running i don't want to i don't carry water or electrolyte uh, the hydration with me the gatorade so i depend on the aid st- station and sometimes when it's crowded i don't want to slow down i pass it but I learned my lesson this time. So probably like on mile 15th, I realized that I didn't drink enough uh, Gatorade and I, I can tell like I was g- getting weak. Um, so that's when I took a few seconds. So if there's like, like you asked Shang for what's the two top things and the two probably opportunities, um, it's hard for me to to find uh, an, uh, the bad thing that I did because obviously I exceeded my expectation for this run. But if there's one thing, it, it's that like, Um, I think I let my hydration and go the electrolyte I'm talking about like early that uh, probably miles leading to mile 15 I slowed down a little bit I felt like it I didn't feel good so I took the time to stop because I thought um, I will pay for this later if I don't so that's when I I did I stopped and and really drank like two cups of uh, Gatorade and even tried to eat a banana but it was hard to feel and I don't want to waste more time and uh took the electrolyte tablets too um so that i'm sure helped me finish the race as well as i did so i'm very very fortunate i I was so happy
1: awesome breaking three hours that's actually the men's boston qualification time of her age which is 320. (laughs) she's pretty fast one of the things that i wanted to tell you guys is that when we started on january so i gave her paces What's good about Julie is that she communicates, hey, I don't think I can do this one. You know, you have to speak up so I can understand where you're coming from, especially for my one-on-one athletes. So she spoke up and then she was actually telling me, coach, um, you know, I can cancel. I know I paid for the marathon. I can cancel it. That particular thought is the doubt that takes you back of the fear. What if you won't get it? So what i told her specifically is that julie you just got back from holidays i honestly do not know where you're at right now but we are and i want you guys to actually apply this is you know when you guys are training but what we want to know right now is that let's not decide of anything even if it's just next month right i mean you you already signed up for it before you even like cancel or do anything so i suggest her let's just focus on right now and then, you know, adjust things. So what I did, I adjusted her paces and then I'm the type of coach that I always listen. So what do you think about this one? It's still hard, <laughs> but I'm going to yeah. try it. So it's still hard, but I'm going to try it. So the next portion, she did it. And then I still pushed her on the next weeks. Like gradual. you do not want to push yourself. Okay. I want to beat this time. So I'm going to be on that time following that pace. No, you still have to follow where you're at right now and gradually adjust from it, okay, even though you have a big goal here, adjust from it because you don't want to injure yourself either. The next one too is that although we think of Julie's like really fast behind the scenes, there was actually one workout, I was looking at her workouts and I asked her like, Julie, what happened here? Is this the one where you almost tripped? because there was a gap where, and she rested for how many minutes? I think 20 minutes? 25. 25, 25. minutes. So what happened here? This is the time when you went home because you tripped and you were not sure. And then she honestly told me it's because, what did you, you did you
0: say, Julie? I was going to text you and say, "Shang, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to go home. I'm going to end my workout prematurely. But then I, I changed my mind. Like, if you want to do this, suck it up and go. <laughs> so you so said- I finished. You-
1: it was slower but i finished okay you still finish you still get it down so it's not always perfect but then you remind yourself of like what what do i really want to achieve from this training
0: and is that is that what you thought of well i look at the big picture okay get, know, so right so you get uncomfortable right now but what's the big picture and if that's yeah. what you want to work towards then what's yeah. five more miles just do it
1: yeah that's why it's hard to get this big goals because we need to get so uncomfortable and just do something sacrifice, even though we just wanna like, oh I just want to do not want to do it. Right? But you do it anyways because you want the goal. All right. Great. Thank you so yeah. much, Julian. Congratulations again. We are gonna have Steve. Steve did the Pasadena half marathon that was last month. And the next thing he did surf city half marathon do you mind sharing your time for this two half marathons he's one of those who who also finished the la quinta 70.3 in december with only three months of training and then went ahead and did another half marathon last month and then another half marathon a couple weekends ago what was your what were your times steve
3: for pasadena it was one hour 42 minutes and like 30 seconds That's a
1: Healy one too, Healy, Healy half.
3: Yeah, and for the uh, surf, it was 1 hour and 43 and 45 seconds, a little over a minute slower. Sure. Um, But the week prior to surf, I couldn't do any running at all because I had strained a muscle at work,
1: Mm. my
3: quad muscle. Got you. So what I learned with my training with, for the for Pasadena, I think, went really, really well. My base runs have got a lot more steady, but I feel like my miles is the most miles I've run consistently. I was putting maybe 45, 50 miles in a week of running, which it's been a few years since I've consistently kind of put that kind of running in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I went into the Pasadena very confident well, in terms of the what went. because I actually feel like I, I made some areas in terms of pacing. Mm-hmm. Um, the first two miles i feel way too comfortable you know when i was running at um the 145 group, mm-hmm. it felt way too easy for me and so i started going and i started i dropped my pace too fast too soon like the last two miles uh, it was a run walk mm-hmm. and uh, averaged around a little over nine minutes for those miles but my overall average was was about 747 ish i feel like um it kind of bothered me that i made that mistake because my years experience should have told me to to relax more those those middle miles still was a good good experience um the bad thing about the pasadena uh, with me is i didn't warm up properly either the parking Mm -hmm. to get into the rose bowl is absolutely ridiculous and you really should be there more than like two hours before the race and then just go out in your car Uh, it was horrible the course of South Korea was really, really hilly, and I didn't realize how hilly it was. I don't typically run on hills. I typically train flat runs. And so I, sh- I wasn't prepared for those climbs, but I still felt pretty good with it.
1: Do you have any particular goal in that Pasadena half?
3: It was uh, a training race for me. I wanted to run the uh, Alley Marathon in three hours and 15 mm-hmm. uh, this year. And so that was my first kind of push to kind of see kind of where I was at, if, if it's even a realistic goal for me. And so at that point, I feel like, like 50-50 with it. And so then my friend offered a free bid for me to run at the surf cities. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go do it and see, and see if I was still fit enough, even with that week off. So the mistake I made with, with the surf is that caught up in a, in a slow pack for way too long. And the, mm-hmm. the first two miles, there are people that the 145 uh, to 140 group that I was st- starting with, people were running slower than two-hour pace inside there. I mm-hmm. mastered them out to them and so they'll block the whole street so it, mm-hmm. it kind of forced me to start really really slow and it kind of b- was bothering me a lot like I felt like I was running with the brakes on mm-hmm. um, then uh, after about two miles it started to open up a little bit and uh, I didn't realize I'd, I'd ran um, 747 actually for the <laughs> first couple of miles and it felt pretty easy. Wow. Um, then i just actually i just found that rhythm because my i was kind of scared that my quad was going to cramp up again so i found a really comfortable cadence with my leg lifts everything was just going really really smooth i felt this like rhythm the whole way so the difference between my fastest mile and my slowest mile, was only like 10 seconds you know i i maintained the whole way through um and so i was really really happy with that because i've not been able to run that consistently steady for that distance in a, in a long time the nutrition went really really well in terms of the, pre-race, during the race, all those things actually went really, really well for me in both races. Mm-hmm. Um, but after the surf, I, I cramped up really, really bad after the surf because of the lack of training from the week before. So I went to the massage tables and try and loosen up and I cramped up on the table and, and slowed in, slid down the line for 20 minutes for everybody else. But yeah, um, yeah. So the cramps were pretty bad then, but during the race, I, uh, it was really good and took uh, three days to you know recover from.
1: Congratulations, Steve. I think that Pasadena, considering that it's actually rollers and hilly, it's a great training for LA Marathon. so picking the right race was perfect. I think uh, yesterday, you've also mentioned about you uh, incorporating, because I know you're coming from the running background, right, so yes. now you're actually doing more, you know, starting three months before, so August, I think around September, when you start training for triathlon, do you see any difference in terms of your running now that I mean, I'm sure your your time is divided too, yeah. right? So do you see any difference in terms of your running or did it affect
3: good or bad? I feel like I'm running very injury free for the first time because of all the multiple sports stuff. I feel my lungs, my, my fitness just feels incredible. Uh, but my run specifically, mm-hmm. I still feel like I'm in slow motion. <laughs> I just right. I just feel like my body still has a lot more out there that I could be putting out there it kind of is frustrating sometimes but I, my goal is you know I know I can't push too hard mm-hmm. um, because I know that I've not gone more than a year without a serious injury and so I've, I'm kind of keeping it at a at a base level that's comfortable I still feel like I, I need to drop probably about another 15 pounds before I can really really push hard and now I'm not going to hurt myself maybe a year of maybe a year and a half of, of distance spacing
1: well you know what you've already lost a lot of weight since ever ever since i've met you so losing more as long as it's you're doing well and you're actually getting enough nutrition so i think that's awesome and your la marathon will be next month i wish you the best i really love talking to you all and i'll be seeing you around So if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out Feisty Fox Tribe. It's my monthly triathlon coaching program where we take all this material in depth and we apply it step by step. We take it to the next level and we get results. Join me at feistyfoxcoaching.com forward slash tribe. Feisty, spelled as F-E-I-S-T-Y, feistyfoxcoaching.com forward slash tribe. I'd love to have you join me in Feisty Fox Tribe. See you there.